to all who come to this happy place, welcome to the Happy Place, a Disney Plus podcast. As always, I'm your host, Griffin Tunnell, and thank you for stopping by our humble little show. I'm really happy that you're here, and I think this is going to be a good episode for you to come in on if you are in that Christmas spirit as much as I am. It's definitely been a fun couple of weeks getting all of these episodes recorded. This was the second of five recordings we did within one whole week. That week being finals week um, here at my university that I go to. It's certainly it's certainly been fun. It's really gotten me into the holiday spirit. Um, with finals on the rise, I don't generally get to jump into the Christmas spirit this early. So having this chance to do it now through these movies has been super nice for me and I think makes the conversation that we're having even better. So I hope that you really enjoy this show. But before we do that, there is one thing I want to touch on for housekeeping. We're rounding out near the end of the year, which means that it's almost time for the Extra Life donations to close. So I want to do one final push through the podcast for all of you out there that may be interested in donating during the charitable being charitable within the holiday season. If you are interested in supporting a wonderful car, cause with Dornbecker Children's Hospital in Portland, Oregon, you can donate here at bit.ly slash play and heal. That's capital P, capital A, capital H. It supports a good cause. It helps kids. And frankly, I wouldn't be here today if not for Dornbecker Children's Hospital. So if you have the ability to do so, I urge you to Support Dornbecker Children's Hospital and support the Extra Life campaign at bit.ly slash play and heal, capital P, capital A, capital H. Now that housekeeping is out of the way, this is going to be a super fun show as Rob and I talk about Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas. When I was spitballing ideas, he was one of the ones that was like, hey, I want to do this and I want to do Mickey's Twice Upon a Christmas. And I was like, that's a great idea. We'll do them back to back. So here is the first part of those. Here is Rob and I talking about Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas. It's a bit shorter because of the shorter movie, but nonetheless, it's a fun episode, so I hope that you enjoy. So without further ado, enjoy the show. Okay, everybody, let's take it from the top. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Merry Christmas, everybody. Welcome to the Happy Place, a Disney Plus podcast, as we are going through some of the wonderful, wonderful Christmas movies in the month of December. This week, we are going over Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas, and I have brought Rob back onto the show. Hello, it's good to be back. To uh, to talk about it. Uh, Rob, this is kind of a special one, because we're going to be doing um, back-to-back episodes. Yeah. Uh, where we're going over Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas and then Mickey's Twice Upon a Christmas. Uh, 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 some specials, one of which I absolutely love. Yeah, ne- the Twice Upon a Christmas is going to be especially interesting because I know that you don't lo- love that one as much as I do. No, no, I do not. But we're not. We're, that's going to be next week. This week we're talking about Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas, the straight-to-DVD Christmas special. Mm-hmm. Didn't realize it was straight to... Well, it wasn't even straight to DVD. It was straight to VHS at the time. Yeah, I had assumed it was on... They had, like, run it on Disney Channel or something. No, not no. even that. Um, Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas was released in 1999. Like I said, straight to VHS. And it even won an award for Best Animated Feature Film in just some obscure German film festival. I mean, you know, 
I have the name here. Not even gonna try to say that though. Uh, you want to give it a shot? Kekskemet, uh, something along those lines. Kekskemet Animation Film Festival. Um, some just some cool stuff. Uh, released November 9th. Uh, has a runtime of sixty six minutes, which makes it so far the shortest movie we have watched on this uh, podcast. How long is it again? Sixty six minutes. Yeah. That's it. And I love that about it. It was nice having something kind of short. Yeah, it's a, it is a nice quick watch. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Some interesting things. It's narrated by Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. Alan Kelsey Grammer. Um, and it's got pretty much every general voice you think of when you think of the different prime Disney characters of Mickey, Goofy, Minnie, whatever. It's Those are the people. Yeah, they, they've hit pretty consistently like... All the main ones, and even some like unexpected, sort of deep cut characters, like Minnie's boss in her is story Mortimer. is Mortimer Mouse. Of all of the people to put in there, Mortimer Mouse. I mean, it's a good cut. It's a it's really a, good cut. It's a well done reference. Like, good on you, creators. Well, you even but... have like Clarabelle and Horace, and you even have a Beagle Boy in there. Jesus, yeah, you do. <laughs> like, like, they are pulling deep cuts for this, and I kind of love that about mm-hmm. it. Um, but the way that Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas is split up, and twice it does the same thing, is there are three separate stories that are happening here. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the Donald Duck Stuck on Christmas, which isn't even really about Donald Duck. It's about Huey, Dewey, and Louie. We have A Very Goofy Christmas, which is about Goofy and Max, and is probably my favorite of the three. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have Mickey and Minnie's Gift of the Magi, mm-hmm. um, which is totally just a rip from the Gift of the Magi. By yeah, yeah, I was going to say Gift of the Magi is just like this really just classic old Christmas story. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be a little bit different because of the way that this uh, movie is structured is we're going to talk about each story individually. Uh, so, Rob, you want to pick one to start? Uh, start at the beginning. Let's start with Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Huey, Dewey, and Louie. So the plots for most of these are pretty thin. As you know, they're short 20-minute bursts, practically TV episodes of just Christmas stories. Mm-hmm. Um, so Huey, Dewey, and Louie's follows the three ducks on Christmas Day, totally just terrorizing Donald. <laughs> <laughs> Donald, Scrooge, Daisy, their aunt. Yeah, but especially Donald. They're scared of their aunt. Yeah. Um, the boys run down Christmas morning and open their presents. Oh, and Chip and Dale are there. Yeah, Chip and Dale are there. <laughs> Chip and Dale are there. And they, they have some signifying purpose. They have a choo-choo. Mm-hmm. They, they're very happy about that choo-choo. Um, so the boys run downstairs and find their presents sitting there under the tree. Uh, and in the typical Huey, Dewey, and Louie, no possible restraint ever in any situation, <laughs> they open their gifts. Um, and just get to and start playing with them. Uh, Donald comes out and sees this, and you get your typical Donald Duck physical humor that I love mm-hmm. so much. Uh, he's coming out with breakfast for them, and gets angry slash surprised. I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell with the classic Donald Duck scream. <laughs> um, throws everything gets thrown up into the air and all lands on his head. And somehow back onto the tray, mm-hmm. just kind of impressive. Um, we go throughout this one, and the boys play with their toys. We kind of get the general idea. Daisy made Christmas dinner. Uncle Scrooge loves his carols. Aunt Gertie is her name. 
Uh, yeah, that's I didn't get that throughout the entire thing. I had to look that up. <laughs> uh, Aunt Gertie uh, just wants to sing carols, kiss the boys when she's on her way, just have a good time with her family. Uh, and th- when the boys go to bed that night, happy. Oh, almost forgot. Th- Donald also surprises them with sleds. Yeah, and and a card. And a card. But who cares about the card? Fuck the card. Yeah, the Huey, Dewey, and Louie sure don't give a crap. Um. Anyways, they go to bed that night wishing that it could be Christmas every day. And then this movie, this part of the movie just becomes Groundhog Day. It's just Groundhog Day. Mm-hmm. Um, we see the boys start to love it at first, start to slowly hate it. A la Groundhog Day. Mm-hmm. Until we get possibly my one of my favorite just chaos day scenes is the chaos day. Is what yeah. Call it, where they just decide to be truly evil. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the just, some of the tricks and pranks they do, they throw water freezing Chip and Dale. Yeah. Um, they swap the cooked t- turkey with a live turkey. And uh, to avoid Aunt Gertie's kisses. Don't they come down in uh, they, scuba gear? In scuba gear. <laughs> because that's going to stop you. That's not That's not going to stop anything. It might keep you a little drier. Yeah. But... You'll be able to breathe for the interim. Mm-hmm. But yeah, on that day especially, they immediately take their... Hold on, they're ducks. Why do they own scuba gear? Ducks can't breathe underwater. I mean, I guess, but like... Also, their uncle is Scrooge McDuck. That's how they got the scuba gear. I mean, I guess, but like... It wouldn't be the weirdest thing for these ducks to do. Don't forget, like, the entire plot of DuckTales. You're not wrong. Mm-hmm. So, Huey, Dewey, and Louie kind of screwed up. Um, uh, just a little. The When the turkey comes out, they absolutely destroy everything, making it a terrible Christmas for everyone, but most of all, Donald. Um, Donald really gets the short end of the stick throughout pretty much every single day. Mm-hmm. Kind of showing the, oh, yeah, by the way, the um, the parents sacrifice a lot of their happiness to make kids happy on Christmas. Totally not a subplot of this at, at all whatsoever. Not even remotely. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. So the kids, Huey, Dewey, and Louie decide that the next day is going to be different. They're going to actually, oh, almost forgot. That night when everyone's sad and depressed and leaving, uh, they read the card. Yeah, and it's... It's, it's really thoughtful and nice. Yeah. Surprise, folks. It's not just a throwaway gag. No, it's actually something really important. Um, I forget the actual the specific wording of the card, mm-hmm. but it's kind of getting to the true core of what Christmas really is about. It's about family. It's about spending time with our loved ones, not just thinking of ourselves and gifts and presents. And I think one of the lines was "Holly all aglow." Mm-hmm. Um, but it's yeah, it's about spending time with each other. Uh, the next day, the boys realize this. Um, they make everything awesome. Mm-hmm. They destroy their sleds to make Donald a boat. They help Daisy with dinner. They kiss. They, they, kiss they their... greet their aunt gladly. Mm-hmm. They they do carols with Scrooge. I've got to say, that's the best way to get around that. Beat uh, to the punch. It really is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they they really find the true meaning of Christmas. Um, the next day arrives, and they're finally out of the freaking time loop and and they they escape and donald is donald is uh readying his boat which 
immediately falls apart <laughs> in what is in what is one of my two favorite gags in the um in the uh, in the um, in the sp- the special the segment, mm-hmm. um, the the other being uh, throughout like all the Christmas dinner scenes, their aunt will go ooh turkey, turkey. and then and then on and then on the last like Christmas like the proper one that breaks the time loop, she just goes ooh ham yeah, it's and like they're they eating learned. dinner with the turkey. That's my favorite bit. <laughs> I forgot about the turkey was even there in the yeah. last one. Um, yeah the. The sled comes apart, Donald, it turns into skis, uh, Donald crashes, and that's the end of the that story. Um, and that really just sets the tone for the next two. I, even though I would say that this is probably the second strongest of the three, I think that mm-hmm. the Mickey and Minnie one's the least. Yeah, I think that's fair. It's just so, it's so fun. It's yeah. It's so happy, and s- except for like the five minutes that it's not happy. Yeah. It's, it also looks amazing too. Like it's still this two D animation still holds up. Yeah, it holds up like surprisingly well for like what you said is just a direct to video special mm-hmm. from not, the nineties. I'm not sure if they upresed it for Disney Plus or something because I rewatched it. Watch every movie before we go into this. Mm. It looks fantastic, and some of the imagery that we see in this is really indicative of the thoughts and that are running through the boy's head. Mm-hmm. Like I mentioned Chip and Dale earlier and we have this argument the other night about whether or not they're just a cameo appearance. Mm-hmm. I still say no. Um, you kind of start to see stuff like the way they interact with them every morning is kind of indicative of how they're looking at this time loop situ- groundhog day situation that they're in. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's so well thought out for a straight to VHS movie. Yeah, and lo- like we said, it has you know all that stuff where there's a lot of really well thought out stuff. There's beautiful animation. Uh, there's uh, all those really deep cut references. Like there's a lot that they stuck into this that they didn't really need to, mm-hmm. and yet they did. I mean, like we mentioned it with the voice acting. Mm-hmm. It's just bam, bam, bam. Let's just drive this way over the top. All right, who can we get to narrate this? Who's warm, welcoming, and well-liked in the late 90s? Kelsey Grammer! How'd you get Kelsey Grammer for a straight-to-VHS? Like, it's just, it's impressive. Yeah. So I mean, to, to be fair, they've gotten, like, you know, names for straight-to-VHS stuff before. They got um, fucking Tim Curry for Bell's Magical Christmas. Oh, yeah, they did, didn't they? That was a good movie. Yeah, yeah. It's a fun movie. Uh, let's jump. T- Tim Curry is the best part of that movie, but that's like also mu- that's like also Tim Curry. Um, Tim Curry is generally the one of the better parts of any movie he's in. If we're being honest here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I say this is someone who wholeheartedly loves Muppet Treasure Island. So good. Let's jump over to a very goofy Christmas. The next one in the three. Let's. Um, it's all about Goofy and Max, uh, and mostly about Max. Uh, you kind of start. There's a kind of a theme between the first two of. The kid needs to learn from the parent. Mm-hmm. Um, Goofy and Max are getting ready to mail their letters to Santa. Mm-hmm. Um, and that immediately goes awry. Oh, God. It's such a such a frenetic, fast-paced animation it, it that I've <laughs> seen that I just love so much. It's like 10 minutes of useless Goofy just getting screwed over by life. Well, we we should we should explain it a little more. Goofy, uh, 
uh, what is it? He loses the letter or something, or they miss the mailman. So yeah, so they miss the mailman, and so Max bikes after them with Goofy on his on the bike. Mm-hmm. Um, the letter blows off into the wind mm-hmm. into the mall. Goofy chases after it while Max tries to stop the car. Mm-hmm. In the mall itself, Goofy goes through five or six different shops, getting beat the crap out of by different toys, ornaments, whatnot. Oh, I think five or six is lowballing it. Mm-hmm. Before the letter lands on top of one of the giant decorative ornaments mm-hmm. hanging from the ceiling, he then has to he then jumps out onto the ornament to grab it, grab mm-hmm. the letter, it falls, bounces, he has to run away from it Indiana Jones style. As does half the mall's occupants. Mm-hmm. At some point he gets launched by something, lands through the roof of the of the mail truck mm-hmm. <laughs> to deliver the letter. And again, this is a this this also has another just weird gag that I really like. Of uh, there's a woman buying like weird uh, ornaments, ornaments for her hat for yeah. her for her hat, and um, she's talking with the salesman. She uh, salesman's showing her an ornament. She says, "Do you have anything larger?" And just then, the the giant ornament that uh, Goofy was uh, or that Goofy knocked down rolls in and crashes into the doorway of the uh, of the shop, and she just goes, Ooh, I'll take it. it! It's such a good gag. Um, and this is classic Goofy humor. Yeah. Like, literally watch any Goofy cartoon. I recommend The Art of Skiing. I like that one. It's funny. It's a very good one. Mm-hmm. Um, thing I didn't realize, though, until looking at the Wikipedia for this, mm-hmm. this chronologically precedes Goof Troop. Yeah, it does, because Max is really young in yeah, this Max one. Yeah, Max is super young. Um, anyways, Goofy and Max get home, uh, and they start to shovel off the the uh, yard, mm-hmm. and uh, they finish. Yeah, getting it ready for a uh, getting it ready for Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, they're talking a little bit about what they want for Christmas. Uh, Max wants a snowboard. Uh, when he asks Goofy, he, he has a very specific. Surf or not surfboard, <laughs> snowboard. Did I say surfboard the first time? No, you said snowboard the first time. I'm still thinking of John. But I'm. Ju- I was gonna say I'm choosing to believe this is uh, Max Kapahala. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Max wants a really specific snowboard. Uh, and when he asks Goofy what he wants, Goofy just says the usual. Mm-hmm. Doesn't actually say what it is. He says it's a secret. Mm-hmm. And then Pete screws things up. Um. As Pete does. Yeah. So they've, they've shoveled off their entire lawn. Pete just uses a snowblower and. All over his house. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really sad, but Goofy is really happy about it. Goofy mm-hmm. falls into the chimney, and uh, we get some dialogue between Max and Pete mm-hmm. about Pete being like, "Yeah, Max, there's not a Santa. Mm-hmm. Like, think about this. Like, logically, it just does not make sense." And mm-hmm. he just really just rags on Goofy about this because you know, Pete's Pete. an ass. He really is. Where is PJ in this special? I don't think PJ exists in the special. Yeah, he doesn't. Um. Anyways, uh, Max says to Goofy about all this. There's a great gag here mm-hmm. where it's like, "Who told you that, Pete?" Oh, <laughs> he, he totally just does the look to camera and just. Oh, that makes sense. Um, I will. I will say there's there is a another uh, gag that I really like. This movie has a lot of gags that I just love and adore. So it's really funny. My my favorite is like Max is finished talking with Pete. 
Goofy po- uh, and Goofy just pops out and says, Hey, Maxie, I found the front door. <laughs> That's a good one. Cut to sn- more snow falling on top of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about this last week, but the snow falling on top of people is just it's a classic joke that will never get old. It really is just, it's just, just so effective. And yet it's also so simple. Like, it, it's like a cartoon character stepping on a rake. It's just, it's just mm-hmm. funny. Or like the momentum carrying somebody off of a cliff. Yeah. Like, it's just one of those classic animation gags that is perfect. Um, anyways, Max is sad and depressed now. Mm-hmm. There is no Santa Claus. And Goofy is determined to make him feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, we get some awesome joke, typical Goofy jokes here. Mm-hmm. Um. And he wants he really wants to prove it, and he even stays up all of Christmas Eve just to keep an eye out for him. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually end up seeing what who they think is Santa on Pete's roof in what is quite possibly the best gag of the entire sh- of the entire movie. Uh, and karma. Uh, turns out it is not Santa. It is a Beagle Boy who is ro- who was robbing Pete's house. <laughs> Um, he falls off the roof, and at this point, Goofy, Goofy has kind of, kind of given up hope, mm-hmm. alongside Max. Um, and the roles kind of reverse. Oh, yeah. Also, at one point in here, they help out their neighbors. I forget when exactly that was. I feel like it was kind of in within all of this stuff. It it was between like uh, Goofy and Max talk it was before the Beagle Boy, right? It was bef- it was before staying up all night to look for Santa, but just after. Um, uh, they talk Max, Max talking with, yeah. Oh yeah. Cause it, that's like the whole point of it. Um, they're going over and helping their neighbors because mm-hmm. their neighbors don't have as much as they do. They want to help them out. Uh, because so they, Goofy is just a good character. He's just a good person. Mm-hmm. Well, like he's, he's a klutz, but mm-hmm. he's good. Um, basically they go over there to have Christmas dinner. Uh, at one point Goofy comes down the chimney dressed as Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. I remember this vividly. Um, I'm going totally off of memory on this one, except for some notes from Wikipedia mm-hmm. today. Um, totally trying to convince Max. This is, like, it's not even for the rest of the kids. It's just to convince Max. Mm-hmm. Uh, he tries to get out of there. Max catches him. And that's where Max fully gives up hope. And that's what makes Goofy be like, I'm staying up all night. I'm figuring this out. Mm-hmm. Um, so Goofy's depressed and sad now, and the roles totally reverse. Uh, Max is now trying to cheer his dad up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, the usual stuff. You want to open a Christmas gift tonight? Do you want to eat Santa's milk and cookies? Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 blah. Um, anyways, um, all of this, some craziness starts to happen, mm-hmm. and Max even is a Santa yeah, at one point. He does. Which gets Goofy really happy. It like totally does the same thing. Goofy gets really excited and really sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Santa actually shows up. Um, Max ends up getting his snowboard. Mm-hmm. All the snow gets blown back onto Pete's yard. <laughs> Again, there's so many good gags in this movie. It's really well written. Um. And then this is this. There's the line now of what really sets this apart for me as my favorite. Hold on a sec. I just realized this. Like looking over, I said this is really well written. There were five directors and eight screen and eight screenwriters on this uh, on this project. Um, Max asks Goofy what he wants if he got what he wanted for Christmas. Mm-hmm. 
he says yes, revealing that it is Max's happiness. It reminds me a little bit of what they did with the card. Like, you expect um, Goofy just saying, yep, yeah, same thing I always ask for. You, know, you expect that to just kind of be a throwaway gag. Mm-hmm. Like, a thing, like, they say it, okay, gets, you know, gets a, gets a chuckle, moving on. Yeah. I think that's really where this movie, especially just as a Christmas movie in general, really succeeds. Absolutely. Um, like I said, A Very Gifted Christmas is my favorite of these Christmas stories. Possibly one of my favorite just Christmas stories of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got everything I love about Christmas in it. And I also just generally love Goofy as a character. Yeah. Um, as Will would say, so just a shout out to Will because you know what he would say. He it's because he's got pants. <laughs> um, inside joke there. Um. Yeah, what do you th- where where do you stand on a very goofy Christmas? I love it personally. Like I'm pretty much right in sync with you on this. I think what they do with um Goofy just just trying his best to make like this the best Christmas for Max possible is wonderful. I absolutely love it. I think having Pete as a villain but he's just kind of an asshole is, you know, great. I like it because there really is not a, other than Mortimer uh, in the next one, there really isn't a villain. Mm -hmm. There's just people who disagree. Yeah. (laughs) Can you imagine if, um, if the uh, stuck on Christmas had, uh, had just uh, Magicka show up or something? (laughs) It just becomes an epic Christmas magic battle. (laughs) You have to repeat every single day. Hello, Scrooge. <laughs> I have come for the Yuletides and such. I don't know if that's an accurate Magicka. It's definitely not. Yeah, whatever. Um, She's not in this. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't. So now we've got our last one. Mickey and Minnie's Gift of the Magi, where they don't even try to hide it. Mm-hmm. Um, Henry, Mickey wants to give Minnie a gold chain for her one heirloom, her watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and Minnie wants to give Mickey something special for his harmonica. Yeah. A nice um, little case. So they're working their respective jobs to be able to afford these for each other. Uh, Mickey working at Crazy Pete's Tree Lot. Yes, it is run by Pete. Because mm-hmm. you know what? Mickey can't work a job if it's not for Pete. Of course not. At Steamboat Willie. <laughs> um, and Minnie is working at a department store wrapping gifts. Uh, she wants to get a special bonus. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mickey... Uh, gives this short tree to this poor family because they aren't able to afford Pete's big 10-foot tree. Mm-hmm. And Pete being uh, the man, the asshole, the greedy boss that he is, mm-hmm. takes all of Mickey's money and just get, kicks him out. Yeah. You did not do good. Goodbye. All, all Mickey's tip money, it should be noted. Yeah. It is, it, is not what he, his wages. Mm-hmm. It is straight ass tips. Because like you see Mickey and Minnie both just in this segment, just working their tails off, pun intended. Um, yeah, and it it is a, you can t- they the animation here again beautiful. Mm-hmm. Really shows them of they are going fast. Yeah, like they're really trying to do as much much as they can so that they can give these gifts to each other. Uh, anyways, mean uh Pete kicks him out. Uh, what he doesn't realize is that he puts his still lit cigar in his pocket mm-hmm. with Mickey's money, setting himself and all of the trees on fire. Mm-hmm. Cause, well, cause he was also doing a, 
a a, jo- a, a job in the back where he would basically take a branch, uh, slather glue and spray paint on it, and it becomes, in, in cartoon logic, a tree. Mm-hmm. And, of course, glue and spray paint, quite flammable. Yeah, everything goes up in flames. Mm-hmm. Karma. Karma. Look, Pete's an asshole, but he's never going to get away with it. Never. Um, meanwhile, Minnie uh, is getting waiting for her bonus from her boss, who is, as we mentioned earlier, Mortimer Mouse. Yeah. Like, of all people. It's, it still blows my mind. Um... She doesn't actually get any money, though. Mm-hmm. She gets a fruitcake. Yeah. <laughs> Which, it, a fruitcake had to pop up at some point. Like, I don't know when a fruitcake was decided as a universal shitty gift. But it definitely was, and I am here for it. Yeah. Um. So they're both sad. Have you ever had a fruitcake? I never have. I have, and they are nasty. I will take your word for it, then. Uh, they're not good. Mm-hmm. Um, Mickey is sad, so he... Swings by the uh, toy drive with the Firehouse Five. Yeah. Um, well, no, no. Correction. He's sad. He's just walking through the park playing his harmonica. Oh yeah, and the Firehouse Five see him. Mm-hmm. The Firehouse Five, who is an actual J- Dixieland jazz band. Yeah. These are actual people. Uh, so he plays with them for a little bit at this toy fair, uh, and he realizes, oh wait a second, I can sell my harmonica. Hmm. Meanwhile, um, let's see, where was I? Uh, that happens. Shop closes. Owner rejects it because, you know, it's not worth crap. Yeah, it's it's a harmonica. Mm-hmm. Mickey plays for him. And because apparently the way someone is able to play a harmonica changes the value of said harmonica, he sells it. I mean, to be Goodbye. fair, to be fair, I'd pay more for, um... For Eric Clapton's guitar than I would, you know, Will Rosh's guitar. Mm-hmm. God, we are really going out Will today. Um, it's got to be done. He's get, He's got to learn. Yeah, he's our roommate. You heard him on another episode if you listen to that. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, we go back to Minnie's house. Figaro and Pluto are playing. Also, yay, Figaro. Figaro. I love Figaro. Um... Mickey gives Minnie the charm for her watch, mm-hmm. and there's some irony there because Minnie gives him a case for her harmonica, which she sold her watch to get. Mm-hmm. This is kind of the classic gift of the Magi yeah. story. Um, the gifts are essentially useless, but they are happy with each other because it's the thought that counts. Mm-hmm. Uh and it's and it's all about you know being with the ones you love. Yeah, it's a super basic plot. And their dog and cat. Yes, and they're a really really nice house. Yeah, they li- they live in weird. They live in really you know nice houses for they can only afford a watch and a and a harmonica case with like their seasonal jobs. Yeah, it was and not e- not even the wages from their seasonal jobs, the bonuses for their seasonal jobs. All in all. Still a really fun story, but definitely the weak link. It really is. Uh, which is kind of amusing considering that it's, you know, Mickey Mouse. Mm-hmm. I think I think part of why it is sort of the weak link is that the other two are, you know, <laughs> well, mostly original stories. The Huey, Dewey, and Louie one borrows pretty heavily from Groundhog Day, like we said. Mm-hmm. Um, but since this one is like an established story 
and it it doesn't necessarily have the same you know sort of the same sort of I don't know moment of realization for the characters like the with with um, Huey Dewey and Louie they have their moment of realization and there's still a good five minutes of cartoon left after that where it shows Mm -hmm. them you know learning their lesson Max same thing he learns his lesson you know and we have a we have the time, mm-hmm. um, and it comes around when Goofy learns his lesson. Yeah, making and many, not so much. Yeah, um, but also that is kind of part of taking from the gift of the Magi. Is the gift of the Magi ends right there. Um, yeah, it doesn't go further. Um, which again, fair enough. Uh, well, had they added much else, it probably would have felt really forced. Yeah. So obviously, we love this movie. We do. So my question to you, Rum. Yes. Why? It's just so goddamn Christmas, isn't it? It really is. Uh, just everything about it just feels warm and inviting and Christmassy. And, you know, it's about uh, spending time with your family. It's about how that's what matters in the holiday season. Um, I don't know, just something about that. It just sort of so perfectly encapsulates, like, what a Christmas special should be. And it does it with these three very funny, very smart, very well-written stories that, you know, I think is just, are just so effective when told with these characters. Yeah, I think that this is one of those kinds of movies where it makes so much more sense with the Disney characters. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think this would be as good a movie as we say it is if it wasn't Disney, Mm -hmm. which is really it's almost a cop out, but it's one of those things where it's combining two of my favorite things. I love Christmas time. I truly think it is one of the most wonderful times of the year. Da, 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 da. I will try to get that into every episode. But um, it's one of those things where it combines Christmas, which is one of my favorite things, mm-hmm. and Disney, which is another one of my favorite things. For God's sake, I started a Disney podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it tells such a good story within that. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, like you said, with it being you know part of why it's so good is it's Disney. I think one of the things that it does you know really benefit from is we know these characters and we sort of know their personalities already. Like if we walked in with you know half a dozen blank slates in the in the first um, in the first cartoon, that like been so confusing. Yeah, I hated it. Like you you can sort of you know you can sort of start to build their personalities, but. These are characters with personalities we've already come to know, love, and expect, uh, with you know the exception of Aunt Gertie, but you know, whatever. Well, also thinking she's, she's just a generic Christmas aunt. Thinking at the time, Ducktales and Goof Troop were on the rise. Everyone mm-hmm. knows Mickey Mouse. Yeah. So like you really have nothing to worry about there, and I think there's a reason. That's the reason that they chose Mickey and Minnie to be the subjects of Gift of the Magi. Yeah. As opposed to Goofy and Clarabelle. Mm-hmm. God no, no, Clarabelle is with Horace. Have you ever seen Mickey, Donald, and Goofy, The Three Musketeers? Yes, I have. I rest my case. I love that movie. God, we need to do an episode for The Three Musketeers. I'm all right with that. Okay, but there needs to be three of us because, three obviously. Uh, no. Okay. Th- that, that breaks my format. <laughs> Go figure. All in all, I would really recommend this movie. Overall, um, yeah, absolutely. This is the best, one of my favorite Christmas movies. Just full stop. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about you. Uh, this has become this movie has become a tradition for me in my, my house mm-hmm. for, with my family. There are three Christmas movies that we have as traditions. 
Mm-hmm. And this is probably my favorite of the three. Uh, the other ones are the Mickey Mouse House of Mouse Christmas special. I love that one. Because we still have the DVD for that. Uh, and also Elf. Yeah, we, we don't have the DVD for that anymore, but we do have, but it is on Netflix. Well, at least it was. It's probably just on Disney Plus now. I, don't, I haven't seen it on Disney Plus. I haven't really checked yet, so. Um, it does have the Christmas Carol part. Yeah. But I can't find any of the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of my favorite Christmas movies. It's one of my favorite just animated cr- Christmas movies in general. Mm-hmm. If, if not my favorite. Animation is such an easy thing to use for Christmas movies because it makes so much sense. Frosty the Snowman, Rudolph, these aren't stories that aren't necessarily easy to tell in realism, especially when those movies initially came out. Yeah. So animation just makes a lot of sense for these. Mm-hmm. But the hard part with animation is you got to nail the charm. Yeah. Like, this, these are for kids, mm-hmm. especially. You have to nail that charm. And this movie does it in such a special way, even for a Disney movie. Mm-hmm. Um, This is a relatively short episode. It's, well, a, it's a relatively short, short movie. movie. <laughs> yeah. It's super simple, and I feel like we should go longer, but I can't think of anything else to talk about. I mean, when we get to the Endgame special, that's when we'll do the three-hour episode. Oh, but God, I feel like if we ever do that, we shouldn't even recount the plot. We hear me out marathon episode, but it's all the Marvel movies up to when we record the episode. God. Any final thoughts? I'm a little hungry. Any final thoughts on the movie? Oh, um, uh, like I said, it is such, it's tremendously warm, tremendously Christmassy and just tremendously well-written. They put in so much effort that, they didn't need to, but it is wholeheartedly appreciated, and I have loved this movie since I was a little kid. I just realized we haven't even talked about the best part. The very end of the movie. Yeah! Um, the film ends in a really fun way, where all of the characters are there for whatever reason. I guess it makes sense. They do all live in the same town. Mm-hmm. or even I'm pretty sure even the same neighborhood. <laughs> um, and they just sing Christmas carols. Yeah. Like, that's just how it ends. Like, uh, what, what is it? Uh, Donald and Daisy meet uh, Mickey and Minnie, and then they run into Goofy and Max, Max along the way. Yeah. And Max is adorable yeah. because he's like seven. Little Max and Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Mm-hmm. It's just so cute. Uh, yeah, they go through, let's see, it was Santa Claus is coming to town. I know it ends with uh, We Wish You a Merry Christmas. Uh, they did uh, Deck the Halls in Deck the Middle. The it's just such a good movie. It's just so nice. <laughs> so nice, so pure. And that's all we've got. It's These are hard to talk about because they are Christmas movies and they are really short. Mm-hmm. So we're going to keep these episodes short because why not? Mm-hmm. Um, thank you, everybody, for watching. Rob, thanks for coming on. Uh, of course. Where can people find you? Uh, broadly speaking, um, uh, on the internet, uh, at some variation of Rob No Job, Rob Yes Job, uh, I think I'm just Rob has job on one place. Uh, hit me up on LinkedIn. Um, and then check out KBVR TV on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And of course, you can follow the show at. Oh, crap. I just brain farted. Okay. Uh, at Happy Place Plus. Happy Place Plus is our Twitter handle. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at Griffey D Pad. Review our show on iTunes, Spotify, whatever, wherever you can. Let us know personally what you think of the show on those Twitter spots. If you ever want to be on the show, DM me. And be his dungeon time, master. Merry Christmas.
Happy holidays. Merry Kwanzaa. Jerusalem. <laughs> Are you done? Broadly speaking, yes. Bye, everybody. Oh, I assumed you were just going to cut that. Nope. <laughs>